Hey guys, my name is CJ Finley, and this is the Thrive on Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive on Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. So if you have a new idea, project, or business that you're trying to get started and you're feeling a little bit stuck, I'd love to help you or connect you with somebody that can. Today, I'm super excited, and I know I say that all the time, but today is a little bit different because I have two people that are about to speak that have literally probably most likely saved my life and millions of others in the future with gut issues. Welcome, Lindsay and Daniel Krauts of Superseed Life. Thank you guys so much for showing up today. How are you guys doing today? Oh, CJ, thank you for that intro. I literally like closed my eyes for a second there and was like, I received that. That is beautiful. And what a powerful statement. We're so good. It's- yeah, I'm two inches taller myself. That was amazing. Thank you. Love you, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. To be lo- here. Thrive on, baby. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. It's Friday. Mm-hmm. It's sunny again here in Austin, Texas. So I'm super Gorgeous. excited for that. But today, we're going to talk a little bit about life, love, and business. Um, This is going to be the Valentine's Day episode. So right now, we're about two weeks out from actually releasing this. Um, Really excited for it. But we're going to dig a little bit deeper into how Superseed Life even started, Mm -hmm. um, how Daniel and Lindsay managed their three crazy little boys. Um, (laughs) They're amazing. Um, And then also handling business all at the same time. So the first thing I'd love to just kind of dig into is where the hell did you guys grow up? How did you (laughs) meet? And then... Where did Superseed Life become a thing? So cool. So I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Born and raised in Albuquerque in the mountains. My mom and dad met at the University of New Mexico in Albuquerque. They set up roots there when they graduated. So that's where I was reared. And uh, from there, went to college at Texas Tech. Uh, Was living the sorority girl life and having a whole lot of fun. And it was a uh, frat party weekend that brought me to Austin, known as Roundup Weekend. And that's where I met Daniel. Two miles from here, it, 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 it most. Two miles where'd from this meet, exact where'd spot. Where did you meet him? What was the exact spot? You remember? It was the, a, it was the ATO Creek. house, dude. It, 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 uh, I was not in fraternity, but I had a couple of buddies that were. And um, man, let me, okay, so let me tell you, I was born in Austin, right? Spent my entire life here and um, up until college, went away, played a little college baseball, had a C-minus baseball career, retired <laughs> at 18, 19, eventually made my way back here to Austin. And then fast forwarding now to where we met, Met at the ATO house. Mm-hmm. It was uh, April of 2003. Yep. We've and gone back in that year. We're like, was it 2002, yeah. 2003? <laughs> we landed on 2003. Yeah. 17 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And I will tell you this when I laid eyes upon her, I immediately knew that my life had changed forever, period. Like, that's it was awesome. the most tangible feeling, sensation that I've ever had in my life. When I, I was talking to her like this, and then she kind of, or talking to a friend, friend of hers like this, and she Haley walked Curry. up from the right, uh-huh. and before I even saw her, I, I, I felt, whoa, something amazing is about to happen. And I looked at her, and I was like, there you are. The first thought was, there you are. But Knew we it. were young. We were young. How old were you? 20, 20 and 21. Hey, I mean, that's yeah. fine. That's That's inspiration right there. So it does happen. It does naturally happen still, because in today's world of... Instagram, Tinder, all mm-hmm. these things. Like, it's cool to hear a story where you guys met at a party or out and about, um, and it still exists to this day. Yeah. So fast forward a little bit. So you meet in college, and I know Daniel's passed a little bit. It didn't go as smoothly <laughs> as he would hope from that first sighting. So it's just like, oh, you see this this girl, and you're like, oh my god, she's the one. But that's not really how it no, no. turned out. She says, when she says we were young, she means emotionally immature is technically <laughs> what she means. And it's true. I mean, I was having a lot of we're still young right now. That's the she thing. Should, like, we are still young. Exactly. Yeah, really young. And uh, I was not in an emotionally 
solid place. I was not near the person who was hungering after truth and, you know, all the things that I knew would satisfy my soul. I was having a damn good time. Right. And as he should. You know, yeah, right. it was good to get out to get out of my system. But Lindsay had was like, I'm not having that. I can do better. And so she booted me to the curb after like four or five months, maybe. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I was like, whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm in demand. You know, I got this. I don't need you. You know, and then about a month later I was like, God, I really miss that girl. You know, and then it just got worse. The hunger for her got just insatiable. And the next four years of my life were spent getting myself back to the place where I knew I would be a suitable partner for her. Best thing that ever happened to me. Hell yeah! So where where where's Lindsay at at this point? Like what? She's where are you New up York, to? Dude, she was yeah. in New York. Biggest, what were you What apple. were you doing in New York? First job out of college. Hell First yeah. job out of college. Um, I graduated with a broadcast journalism degree and got an offer in Lubbock for about nineteen thousand dollars a year. Whoa! And was like, uh, that ain't gonna pay my bills. And so one of my best friends from Albuquerque had gone to college in D.C. and had made her way over to New York City after college. And so she calls me up one day and she's like, "What are you gonna do after college? You know, with your plan?" And I was like, I don't know. I got this awful job offer. I don't want to go home. What do I do? And she was like, come to New York. I've got an extra apartment. Come on. And so she Where'd gave you me live a- in New York? Tribeca. 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 Yeah. I know. Very clutch, you know, neighborhood for a, you know, starving post-college student. It was amazing. So yeah, I just did retail and bartending for a little while, figured it out, got on my own two feet, and then was working retail at Saks Fifth Avenue in the accessories department. And a lady came by one day and I just kind of, you know, charmed her a little bit. And she was like, what's your story? She's like, I need a sales assistant. Come on. And so I worked for that company for the next three years in fashion jewelry. So you were in New York for three years? Yeah, about three and a half. What was... Let me jump in here just real quick. I think just to take a step back and say, so Lindsay moved from Lubbock, Texas to New York with nothing but a (laughs) suitcase and her little puppy. Caden. And like went there and just took her life to the next level. And that's probably right there in a nutshell, the thing that is so electric and inspiring about her is she just like goes for it. And where I would have been, you know, I'm, I went from Austin to Dallas, right? Which is a great city, but it was nothing near as intimidating as New York. And she just owned it. And that's one of the things that I respect most about her, you know? So how did you two stay in contact when you're there? Because this is before the iPhone, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is before like- Hey, I'm not that te- old, bro. I mean, te- come on. I mean, hey, <laughs> no. I'm not calling you old because yeah. like even when I was in high school, I didn't have phones. And you're talking like you met in 2003 and then she moves. This is still like pre-iPhone, yep. pre-texting. I stalked her for like, years. So, so how were you going about stalking her? <laughs> I was, I, so I told her, you know, basically after the, the four or five months that we'd been apart, I was like, hey, listen, I'm sorry. I wasn't the kind of guy that, you know, you needed me to be and it's all good. So I'm just going to come over to Lubbock and we're all going to make this right. And you just, you know, jump on my horse and let's, you know, run right back off to into Austin. the sunset. Yeah, right off the sunset yeah. You know, like John Wayne movie. And she was like, nah, I'm not really interested anymore. <laughs> B- crushed my Well, before pride. that, didn't you drive up there like a couple times, Three times and you didn't even see her? The first two didn't have the huevos to actually approach her. The third time, the only reason I did is my friends were like, listen, this is like the third time we've driven from Austin to Lubbock, which is not a short drive. You really should <laughs> get out of the car at least and try to like knock on the door. So I was knees knocking, knocked on the door, told her, you know, hey, I'm, you know, I've, I've, I'm ready, you know, I'm I'm a new guy, and she was like, "All right, cool, good luck with that," you know. And <laughs> and so it broke my heart, humbled me, you know. And again, that was when I just the Rocky music started playing in my head, and I was like, all right, "I've got to be that guy to even get an opportunity to get back into her life." And I had such this deep hunger and insatiable appetite for her because my heart knew she was the one for me. And after I got over my childish ways, I you know, began to just hone myself and my skills and, and who I wanted to be. And over the next four years, man, it took me four years of consistency and, you know, 
you ask the question, how did you stay in touch? I would text and call and well, write letters. And, and that last time that he showed up in Lubbock, I actually had this like kind of serious boyfriend, you know, that I was dating. And so I'm like, I, yeah, this is weird. Like I'm with some, you know, I've got another boyfriend. And he's like, it's okay. It's okay. I'll wait. And so I tell my <laughs> boyfriend at the time that Daniel had showed up on my doorstep that day. And he was like, tell him to lose your number, you know? And so I tell Daniel that and he's like heart crushed. And so I go to New York and I'd continue dating this guy long distance for a while. He was in LA and I was in New York. And when that fizzled out, I actually reached back out to Daniel and I was like, hey. But it's like three or four years It's passed. three or four <laughs> years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll skip over that. That's yeah. true. It had been a while. And I was like, hey, listen, you know, no longer with that guy and we can be friends. And I actually used to send out uh, a today's inspiration, daily inspirational email. And I was like, can wow. I put you on my email? And so I put him on my email and he was like, yes, open door. Yeah, you know? so when she said we could be friends, what I heard was, this is going to happen. Like in my mind, yeah. I heard that was the only, <laughs> that was the door crack that I needed to be like, she's mine. And you know, man, it, again, it was like the time was exactly what we needed because she needed to go to New York and she needed to see the world and she needed to, I mean, I'm not going to speak for you. Oh but, yeah. You know. mm-hmm. Experience life. Well, on a it sounds level. like you also needed her to go to New York as well because that's what <laughs> triggered this whole transgression into who you were going to become. And it's this, yeah. it, this story is so interesting to me because it relates so much to my own story, just the opposite. I was living in New York and Aaron was in Texas. What? So, and I wanted to get out of New York and get the hell away from the East Coast. And she had a, always had a boyfriend. And that's when it was just like, for my story, it was I wrote her an email and a letter. And when she had her boyfriend... In her mind, she was like, why isn't he sending me letters like this and stuff Mm -hmm. like that? So that's what created that connection for us. So eventually, when we were both single, that's when I reached out and was like, hey, I want to come to Texas. It was pretty much for me when I was moving to Nashville. uh, I knew I was moving to Nashville a couple months later after that. And I was like, I got to give it this one last shot. Like, I can't stop thinking about this girl. And it's just like, I've become this new man too, because much like Daniel, like I was in a fraternity and like on a sports team and pretty much ch- a child. That's what I, <laughs> that's what guys are. They're like child, like women are so much more emotionally mature at a younger age. And I was just messing around and Aaron, that's not what, she didn't play those games. Yep. And, but time had passed and I'd got my first job. And the same thing was, was like, man, what type of girl do I want? And the crazy thing is that you're posting these daily emails yep. of inspiration. She, her new Instagram account was Aaron Inspiration Fitness. And I was like, oh my God, mind blown. Like this girl is smart. I've seen her since I was a little kid. And now she's like doing fitness just like I am. Like this is it. Somehow I got to make this work. And it wasn't as clean as like what most people think is like I just fly out there and it's just super like roses and whatever. But that's not how it worked. It's just the the world works in funny ways. Yeah. So that's where, because I know that I want to know the next part is like, okay, she's in New York how did you then link up again? Because it's not as smooth as like most people think. It's not like this phone call of like, hey, show up in my horse and we're just off to the off to the beach, right? Like that's not how it happened. So how did that reconnection happen for you guys? So this is pretty funny too. So uh, Daniel plans a trip to New York City and he's modeling at the time. He's with Kim Dawson in Dallas and he's like, you know, sets up going to see agents in New York City, right? Trying to like get, you know, <laughs> them to cover you or whatever. Fake it coming, baby. That's yeah. right. That's right. Figuring it out, how to get in front of me. And so he's like, hey, he reaches out. I'm going to be in New York. I'm looking at, you know, these agencies are looking at me. I'm coming to, you know, have these bookings and whatever. Can I come see you while I'm there? And I was like, well, yeah, of course, you know, 
know, like me, I'm just like open door. I want to, you know, love you, see you, just connection with people. That's my thing. And so he actually brought his mom with him on that trip because in his head, he thought if she'll see me acting like the Southern gentleman I am to my mom, then I'll swoon her. You know, <laughs> that's my way. Game plan, baby. Yes. Oh, many levels deep of you know, thought and, and strategy into that one. So he shows up in New York. It happens to be mid-December. My roommates and I throw an annual Twinkle in Tribeca holiday party every year. And so it's Twinkle weekend. Oh my God. And he comes one night before Twinkle, takes me out to dinner. Doni, my now mother-in-law, and Daniel and I, we go down to, it was at the Twin Towers at the time, and um, or where the site is, and uh, Ground Zero, and we have dinner down there, and one of my favorite little Tribeca restaurants, and then we go home, and I'm just like, oh, that was kind of weird and awkward. <laughs> <laughs> like, dinner did not and go Daniel's that well. Daniel's probably like, this is amazing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the next day, he calls, and he's like, hey, listen, I know tonight's a Christmas party. Can I come? And I was like, oh, gosh, you know, so I'm like... I guess. And so oh he comes God. and I'm with all my buddies in New York, yeah. right? Like we've got a little tribe. We're so tight. And he's literally like in the corner, just watching <laughs> me all night. Pathetic. But you know and my what? friends are like, Lindsay, who's this talker? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was beautiful. Uh, and then, so that weekend didn't work out. And then a couple, like another year or so goes by and my roommates, he's sending my roommates and I like Starbucks cards in the mail. And he's like, Maha, Nina, Lindsay, my roommates, he's like, y'all, you know, every New York City working woman needs a little pick me up. And he's just loving on us, loving on us, loving on us, you know? And they're like, you're crazy not to go for this guy. He is beautiful and sweet and kind and in love with you. You know, what's the, pr- what's the deal? And so it kind of started planting some seeds in my head of like, you know what? Like he is pretty great. And I've looked around and I've dated up here in New York and not really going for the Wall Street type of guy. That was not what I wanted for my life. It had to be a sweetheart and a good man. And those were the values that I wanted to commit to for the rest of my life. And so um, then a year or so goes by and then he invites me to Miami because he's now modeling Valentine's there. Valentine's weekend. Valentine's oh, weekend. That's awesome. mm-hmm. And that's where we got reconnected. He picked me up from the airport. That night, we hung out, went to dinner, and just the sparks were wild. And that night, we were like, I love you. We mm-hmm. called my roommates, and I was like, I'm in. We're done. And that was it. We moved out of New York nine months later to Dallas, and we started our life together. So I guess you were in mm-hmm. Daniel, you were in Dallas at the time. I was living – I was in the season, uh, which is the Miami season for, like, you know, fashion and, and TV and commercials. And then I went – but I was home-based out of Dallas. Okay. So – and I was actually working for a guy in, in the jewelry business, and we were flying all over the world. And I had, like, 70,000 air miles in, like, six months. Europe twice, South America – um, precious jewels. And so I was traveling with him at the time and he was based in New York and Dallas. So I got a chance to see Lindsay, you know, while we were courting, because we started courting really. I mean, the first time we dated, neither one of us was really like living out our soul's, you know, mission of righteousness, so to speak. And then the second time we got back together, we're like, we're going to do this the right way. Mm -hmm. And And you know yourselves now. We know ourselves. Yeah. We'd really grown into ourselves. You know, we've been like through the crucible. At least I had. I mean, she had a good time and I was a completely changed (laughs) man because I had just been pulverized into the new person that I I needed to be. Yeah. For you, you're, you do a lot of self-reflection kind of quietly and you need to grow kind of quietly and I need to go have fun. And, you know, I'm a little bit more of an extrovert. Mm -hmm. You're an an introvert, you know, so 
Yeah. That's it's, it's funny how that works though, because that's, that's the dynamic that I, that I feel like you need. Cause in, in my shoes, Aaron and I are the exact opposite. I'm the extrovert and she's mm-hmm. the one that gets energy from being alone and introverted. But we actually linked up because it's funny how you were saying like when, when we first reconnected, she started having those seeds planted because not because of me, but other girls were like, literally like, who is this guy? Like, who is that? Is that your boyfriend? And she'd be like, no, this is my best friend. And they would look at her all weird and be like, are you sure? (laughs) Think he likes you. Yeah. 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 Think your girlfriend and boyfriend, you just don't know it. (laughs) And it was, so she, she was introverted. The first thing I remember when I met her is, uh, reconnected with her is we were going to the pool and she's sitting at the pool and I'm like, well, I'm not just going to sit here in this, like, I don't sit in tan. I'm going to go meet people. And that's kind of like where that spark happened was like I was meeting people that I was the new me mm-hmm. of going out chasing things having fun pretty much like what you're saying is getting yep. that energy yep. and I had finally found myself so then she had found herself as well um, and that's where my question to you guys is how how much of an impact did that have of like so you're flying around the world Daniel and you got to go to New York like how much of an impact did that have on your relationship today because I feel a lot of relationships that go on don't necessarily last because that person never really finds themselves. They didn't have that time. So in your own words, what was that impact on both your individual and then together as partners? I feel like I have a huge appreciation for who he is and what we have. The type of, you know, moral value foundation that we have is the truth and the goodness in my soul. I've seen so much that felt, you know, so fast paced and so flashy and, and all these things that weren't really built on the truth and the goodness and, you know, who I knew my mother to be and the things that I held deep and dear to my heart of the woman and the wife that I wanted to be. And so I know that that's what our relationship is predicated on now because I've seen the other kind of things that can kind of distract people or be a different way of life. And so I just have so much appreciation for our Texas based life, the way the lifestyle here, the way that we live our days, the values that we connect with. I just feel like in a way too that, you know, he is definitely my soulmate, my other half. Sometimes I feel like we're like siblings. Like that's like how like, you know, just close we are and he makes sense to me and he feels like someone I've known my whole life, you know, not just, what is it? 18? No, 12 years? No. Yeah, no, 12 years. It was 2007 this weekend. You're coming years. up on yeah. Valentine's Day, so that's 12 years plus the five and carry exactly. the one and whatever. But I mean, yeah. you know, for me, it was like I spoke earlier about respect and, and I fought so hard to get to where I am today with her. I have so much appreciation for her. And I mean, I was praying. The only tool that I had in that four or five years to, you know, keep her, I say keep her, like it was totally out of my hands, but I thought I was working on, you know, and it ended up being that way. I was praying for her every day. My mind, my intention was it got my neuropathways are now so used to praying for her, thinking about her, imagining what's best for her. And to this day, I still wake up with that, that neuropathway of, you know, investing into her. And I think that's another reason our our marriage is so strong is that I am just used to like thinking about her and thinking what's best for her. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that plus the hard road to get to where we are now. I mean, like she's my, she's still my jewel, right? She's my, she's my diamond. And like, I just love the shit out of her. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's, but that's one thing in my life that I've really been able to, to, to see a blessing. And I look back and I'm like, when I really, really, really put my mind to something and prayed for it and just made it my, obsession, it's come true. 
And I've right. done that about three or so times in my life where I've just manifested, I feel like, what I've wanted. And it's shown me that you can have what you want if you just put it all, put it all out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. So anybody that didn't hear that, re-listen to that two or three minutes of what they both just said. That was super powerful. Um, and I can't wait to re-listen to that myself. I love what you're talking about, the manifestation, because that kind of segues into the next part of this where it's, Lindsay, you lost your mother, and then that's kind of how Superseed got going. So how Daniel's manifesting this energy to improve himself, uh, to then reintroduce himself to you, and now you guys are together. How did the loss of your mother kind of inspire that whole rabbit hole of going down the health and wellness space that everybody today knows of you guys? Mm. Yeah. So to tell the story of my mother a little bit, uh, she was everything. She was, you know, just homecoming queen and class president and junior league president and elementary school teacher and got her master's while she was teaching and took care of my dad because he was a crazy frat guy. And, you know, she was just the best friend, the best wife and all they wanted next after college and buying a home was to start their family. And so um, they try to get pregnant and are unsuccessful and doctors don't know why. And, you know, then decided, okay, well then let's adopt. And so they adopted my brother um, nationally. And so he's beautiful and wonderful. And Sean uh, is just such a blessing to them. And this blue-eyed baby boy, just perfect in every way. And so they feel like, okay, you know, we've got our family. And then out of nowhere, Sean's five, my mom gets pregnant with me. And, you know, that is a common story a lot of the time. You know, when you kind of stop trying and the pressure's off, you, you just conceive Reduce naturally. Stress. Exactly. Yeah. And so then, you know, less stress, she conceives, and the world is just celebrating, right? They've supported my parents, you know, through this journey and, you know, are so excited. You know, now, you know, baby girl comes along. And so um, considered a miracle child, right? And so that's always kind of been spoken over me. But then I'm one year old and, you know, she starts having abdominal pain and goes in and, you know, gets a diagnosis of ovarian cancer. And it's effing tragic, right? It's tragic. She's 35 years old and healthy and grew up, you know, uh, living a healthy, active life, you know, cheerleader. And my dad and she met playing uh, powder puff football, you know what I mean? Just like active and, and all the things. And so it was just so surprising. And so she goes through chemo and radiation and beats it. And everyone is, you know, so happy and cheering on. Um, and then she goes in for a routine exploratory surgery about a year or two later just to look at all, make sure she's clean, and it had just totally metastasized. It is now in her colon and lungs and just spread throughout her entire body. And it wasn't but like six months after that that, you know, she took her last breath and went to heaven. And so um, it, it rocked our world, right? It rocked my dad. She was his rock. And she was the mom of an eight-year-old and a three-year-old. And now my dad's a single parent, you know, didn't know what to do with that. Um, So it was just a really hard time. And so growing up, I felt a lot of that. You know, I felt a lot of that stress. I felt a lot of that, like, man, I kind of got the short end of the stick here, right? Like, this is like this perfect, amazing, beautiful, faithful woman who is, you know, who was supposed to be my mom to guide me through life, you know, is not here. And I just knew that if I could take that pain and do something with it to change the course of people's lives so that little girls didn't have to grow up without their moms and families didn't have to lose a parent and, you know, 
I just, I just knew that I could do something about it. And so, you know, God told me at a young age, he said, if you'll just stick with me, I promise that your future will not look like your past. And I know that you've been through so much pain, but don't think that this is going to be the way that the rest of your life is. I've got great things in store for you. And so I was like, okay. And so I just held that truth to be good and um, just just felt like my life had a really deep calling on it. When I left New York, I that, that was the time that I said, okay, I'm ready for a career change. I was in fashion jewelry, which was fun, but I said, now's the time to step into this potential and this next thing. And so I um, started praying for my life's work and was led into food, and I didn't want to do it. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? I've been a bartender. I've been a waitress. You know, How am I going to be the next Oprah? Because that's what I thought by studying broadcast journalism, that I was going to be given a message to spread, and at the time, that was television. And so I said, how am I going to be the next Oprah if I'm working in food? And you know, heard, just follow me, just follow me, just surrender what you think that you you need to do for your life and I'm going to show you my way. And so I said, okay. And so I just started journaling. What can I do with food and who do I know and who can I reach out to? And one of my aunt's best friends was a personal chef. And so I was like, well, that looks interesting and different. And so reached out to her and she kind of walked me through some of the steps of initiating a personal chefing career. Um, went to the personal chefing business academy, learned the business side of it, uh, but was self-trained in all of my cooking and food preparation and just started with clients in Dallas. All of Daniel's personal training clients would say, hey, thanks for the amazing workout, but like, what do I eat? You know, I don't know what to eat. Match made in heaven. That was it. <laughs> Can you imagine the pillow talk that we had at night, me training and her, you know, with healthy, I mean, we literally never stopped dreaming about like the future. I mean, we, it wasn't like a nine to five for us at mm -hmm. all. I mean, it was just everything ever. we ever wanted together. And on my side of the story of Lindsay's mom, I mean, I was very aware of the quote unquote genetic predisposition that Lindsay potentially had to cancer. And so I'm in my mind having these sort of nightmares about, well, God, what happens if she goes the same route that her mother, what happens if cancer gets her? And so in my heart, again, I'm just like, all right, we got to, we're praying, praying, praying. What can we do? How can we find a solution? And then one night, Lindsay woke up and was like, I know how we're going to solve this dilemma of how we're going to feed people. Because right. people were always asking, well, what do I eat? And I was like, well, you know, I mean, vegetables and, you know, be plant-based and go for it. And they're like, well, okay, thanks, I guess. I mean, that's great wisdom. <laughs> I need but practical like, yeah, advice. What right. can I eat, right? So we were like, well, wouldn't it be great if you could have all your fun, you know, baked items and, and you know, if we could create a, a new flour, right? And we were, you know, ruminating on this for months and months and months. And, and then one day, you know, out of thin air, Lindsay woke up from a, you know, from a dream and said, basically, you know, we'll use seeds. And that was basically the beginning of Superseed. And for me, it was personal because I knew that by creating this solution that whether or not it went mainstream and whether or not it turned into a business that was inconsequential, it didn't matter to me. What mattered was we had a solution for Lindsay and that her life was going to be saved and happy and peaceful. And I didn't care if we lived in a trailer as long as we had each other. I mean, remember, I've been five years trying to get her back. And so now, you know, we're, we're married and we have a life and all my dreams are coming true. And I'm thinking, looking ahead, going, God, what if, you know, what if like the future looks like her mom's? And so it was really, again, an impassioned desire to like have a great quality, long, powerful life together. And I think that, you know, we were just really hungry, no pun intended, for a solution. And that's when it hit us. And and that's why I feel like it's our life's work is, is I stand behind Lindsay and helping her to get this message and this product to as many people as possible, you know? And we come across amazing people like you, you mm -hmm. know, who are just rocking the world, dude, bringing yeah. joy and peace and, and, you know, and leveling up to so many people. And, and if we can help you feel a little more optimized throughout the day because you're eating better and feeling better, then 
the world's a better place just because one, two, three, four, ten thousand, five thousand, a million people are starting to feel better, and the overall frequency of the world is increasing. And that's what's so awesome to me is because when we first met, I still remember a three-minute conversation turns into like two hours. Mm-hmm. And what Daniel just said is immediately what Thrive was built upon was I started this company because I knew that if I help people that were already helping people, then my message spreads and I can then hit my goal of helping a million people thrive, quote unquote. And that's where they literally are doing the same thing. And mm-hmm. colon cancer runs in my family. I had an aunt that died at 40. My my cousins are essentially Lindsay. So it hit mm-hmm. home so much with me seeing that. And then also when I turned 25, uh, being Lindsay and being like, oh my God, I asked my dad when my when his sister died and then my other sister has Crohn's and a lot of issues. And I just woke up one day, I need this other mission. And that's yeah. what Thrive was built upon. And that's yeah. so cool for me to have you guys here because the mission is, and this is the cool thing about entrepreneurship, is a lot of times the missions are the same, just with different modalities to get out into the world. So while yours exactly. is food, mine is consulting and business and, and events and fitness. Um, but there's other companies out there that do the same. And that's why I love this community here in Austin, Texas. We're extremely blessed. Yeah. So yeah, we'll just uh, have a moment of silence on that real quick. <laughs> just Amen. Real quick. Three, two, one. Thank you. Um, so if you're listening to this, uh, they're extremely mission-based people and you need their product that has saved me, I've my stomach has never been feeling better until I met Daniel Lindsay. So I'm super thankful of that. But I also am in the business space and I know that they didn't just get this dream of seeds and then it becomes super seed what it is today. So I want to start talking a little bit about okay, you dream of these seeds. You started milling your own fucking flower, right? Right. <laughs> like just Created in your apartment. Uh-huh. So Give the audience a little bit of pissing the what neighbors off too. Yeah, oh. what, what, you, what would I walk into in Dallas like when when you guys were first creating this? Honestly, CJ, it was a loft that reminds me a lot of the Thrive HQ. It was a loft very similar to this, and so big open space, kind of you know staircase coming up, big window, lots of sunlight, and just two passionate people like, okay, we've got something, let's create something, go time. Um, so you would have walked into one Daniel on the Vitamix. It was Vitamix with a bunch of seeds, and you know the what do you call plunger, that guy? Yeah, the plunger? Yeah, like <laughs> right? Just we, we spent grinding like, I would say we spent like. Like thirty or forty thousand dollars in just like IP in the first six months. When we came back from Colorado from this dream, we're like, "Well, you see, it's well, wouldn't have been great if the magical formula just showed up." But like, we had to test and try, and there's different different lipid profiles per seed and fiber content. So we had to really dig deep to figure it out. So it took probably six months before we even got so there. So much R&D, so much different testing. We tried so many different types of seeds and we'd be like, okay, mom and dad, you know, they come over for Sunday dinner or whatever. We're like, try this one. And they're like, ooh, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we're like, but it's like perfectly balanced and you're, you know, your aminos and your omegas and your protein. And they're like, yeah, but it needs to taste good. <laughs> and we were like, <laughs> you're okay. one thing. Yeah. yeah the flavor. And so, you know, next Sunday we'd give them another formulation of different seeds and different ratios of them. And, you know, finally we just kind of, you know, Know, hit the jackpot when you know the seed we the seed blend and flour we created you know not only tasted good 
baked up like flour and then also delivered the nutritional profiles we were looking for. And so um, we started, you know, we started a website. We had a lot of friends, you know, who were following us from his training business. And I was doing like a broadcast little thing in Dallas. And so we had a lot of people kind of, you know, just whatever, supporting us. And so then we were like, okay, guys, now we're making these foods. And we put out pizzas and cookies and muffins. And so we made a little Shopify site and they'd go on and order. And then we'd say like, okay, pickup time is Friday between five and seven. Call us when you get downstairs. And they'd call us when they got downstairs. And then we'd literally walk down the fire escape, uh, hell yeah. bringing we were them their food. The fire escape because uh-huh. it was like a hustle, you know? And yeah. people were always That's laughing. True. Like, Back to- it's like a drug dealer. Like he yeah. runs down the stairs and hands you your bag of food Friday from four to seven or whatever the time was. And yeah. I'd run back upstairs and we literally had like an old freezer that my grandfather had given us. And we um, found in the garage, yep, we just stored all, we'd make pizza crust on Monday, cookies, Tuesday, muffins, Wednesday, we'd top the pizzas Thursday. And then Friday, everything was in the freezer ready and we'd bag it up and I'd run down the fire escape and then run back upstairs. And that was how we got our feedback. And our R and D was basically the validation and opinions of the people, our friends who were eating it. And immediately they were like, this is amazing. I'm eating pizza again. Oh and my God. And what's fire? I mean, mean, they didn't even know like what fiber was, right? And so, but they're getting it and lives are changing and people are losing weight and help me in my business because my clients all of a sudden are now seeing these tremendous results. So it made my job so much easier as a trainer. And we just grew from there and grew and grew and grew. And then we went and had a child, which was not in the plan at the stage. I I was like, we're going to just wait, you know, we'll we'll have children. I knew she wanted to have a mother. Well, your business is your child at that point. Like this is our baby, right? And then, uh uh-oh. Yeah. Totally. And so then it was just like... he was in, I remember uh, our oldest shepherd was in his little walker and I was literally like opening the oven to put stuff in and I'd have to like ninja like him off hold him over foot. here while I opened it and put like cookies in and then back. And I mean, it was so like real. Yeah. It was yeah. so real and it was so long. I mean, that was so long ago, it feels like. That feels so long ago. Um, and But for those out there, how long really was it? Was that seven? was in 2000... 12, 13. 12, 13. Yeah. Yep. So it's got seven plus yeah, seven years yeah. in the startup world feels like yeah. an entire life. Oh my gosh! <laughs> lots of steps, Big lots time. of you know. We failed forward many, many times, and yeah. um, you know, and that's the thing I think too. Neither one of us had any real business acumen at that time. We were both service providers. Lindsay was personal chefing, and I was personal. And training. what was it called at first? Guiltless. Pizza, Super, the, no, no, oh, the, no, no. Original, the, the original, original was the OG, the original, the original guiltless, guiltless pizza, pizza company. Uh huh. And how did you come up with that name? Because it was the original. I mean, there was it was guiltless pizza. People, we thought, what's the one way that the modality that we can use this flour to help people? And and pizza was the thing. You know, when you're on a low carb diet or you're you know you're eliminating grains, the first thing you miss is pizza. It was a forty billion dollar year industry back then. We're like, people want pizza, so right, we replicated what they what we thought they wanted. Yeah, and it was amazing. We had we'd make these pizzas, and we totally undersold them. We should have charged way more because it 50 was bucks. so much ingredients. <laughs> they were loaded. Yeah, yeah it was a, it yeah. was an experience. It was a twelve inch pizza crust, handmade. Coolest I mean, thick combinations. Crust. Uh-huh. And we had just so much fun eating the hell out of them ourselves. And, and it was guiltless pizza because you felt like it was guilty. It was so delicious and. So savory and just this experience. People were like just over mm-hmm. the top. And so you felt like, you know, it should have been like a guilty pleasure, but it was completely guiltless. Everything on it was clean and there was no, you know, bloating or um, side effects, whatever, after you'd eat the pizza. And so it felt completely guiltless, you know? And so we were like... This well, 
I am a customer of that and yep. literally will attest to I will eat your pizza breakfast, lunch, and dinner and dessert and snacks and bring it on planes and do whatever I have bring to do on planes. <laughs> to yes. have this pizza crust. So if you have not tried it, please go to superseedlife.com and try their pizza crust because it's it's going to change the world. Mm. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. But you're still in Dallas at this time. Yep. How the hell did you end up in Austin? When was that transition? And when did you kind of switch of we're not just pizzas, but we're onto this next phase? More kids and <laughs> new city and new products. Run us a little bit through of how that even happened. So we're making all these pizzas. People are coming down the, you know, Fire corner escape, yeah. yeah, to meet us <laughs> on the corner. And everyone's like, well, what's next? Like, are y'all going to open up a spot? Like, are you going to make a restaurant? Is this going to be a cafe, a market? What are you guys going to do? And so we were feeling the pressure. You know, we were like, we've got to expand. We've got to make this more available to people. And so one night we're brainstorming and we're writing lists of if we were to open up a spot, what neighborhood would that be in Dallas? What is the, you know, healthiest, most forward thinking, cutting edge, organic neighborhood? where people would really appreciate something like this. And we're writing down neighborhoods and then we're like, wait a minute, it's Austin, you know, it's not even <laughs> in Dallas. And so the next morning we woke up and I was like, remember that idea we came up with last night? I'm really feeling it. And he's like, eh, I don't know, you know, I grew up in Austin. I'm not really ready to go back. Haven't really been away that long. And I'm like, I don't know, like we've got baby number one, number two is on the way. I could use some family help. The business would thrive in Austin. Austin, let's consider it. And so once again, when the lease came up, we were like, packed a U-Haul and came on. And that Started was 2014. You know, with some external kitchens and then just grew, grew, grew until, you know, we opened up our own facility. And, you know, it was just a bunch of little steps. And I think that's the thing that as I look back on it now, I mean, it wasn't really one home run swing that changed things for us. It was just the chopping wood and carrying water for right. all those years. And consistency. Doing it, consistency. And yeah. I think, you know, part of what you alluded to earlier is how we do it together. I mean, because we do, we work together 24 hours a day. Literally, the only time we're not working is when we're sleeping. And But we love what we do, you know, and it's our passion. It's our, our mission. It's our everything. And, and so, it doesn't always feel like work, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, it, 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 if you guys can't see this right now, Daniel's veins are popping out as he talks about <laughs> his passion. So, like, that's how you know when somebody is like, you're in it. Like, this is your life. And right. I feel like it saved your life. I feel like this is the reason that Lindsay is thriving and healthy and, you know, in my life today. I mean, this year, actually, she turned the same age that her mother, uh, she was now older than her mother was when her mother passed away. So I'm like, look, we, we won. Right. Like we won. I right. mean, everything that I ever thing, wanted yeah. is coming true right now. And so I, we want to share that with people. And I mean, everybody I think is in some form of, if you're not totally optimized, if you're like the one guy or the one girl that's like, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm totally where I want to be. That's great. But that's what 0.01% of the population of the world, everybody else is dealing with something. And I feel like this is the thing, optimizing your health and just basically checking off the fiber box, you know, if, if, if it, when it all boils down to is you're getting so much good, real whole plant fiber, seed fiber. And, um, and that's what makes me feel so good. I'm, I just know, and I've seen so much results or so many results from people. I just know that like, this is doing so much good. And that's what like makes me excited to wake up and do more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, 
that's the answer that every person in this world should have. And <laughs> that's where my brand comes in is like, I want to see more Daniels. How do we get more Daniels in the world? And one of the things is nutrition is huge in that nutrition and fitness and exercising. And that's where we'll loop back in. I know you guys have grandpa watching the kids yeah, right now, so we really sure. don't have that much longer. Where is Superseed at today? I know, Daniel, you've kind of hopped back into the service industry a little more to help spearhead Superseed getting out and, and helping people feel healthier and better about themselves. But give the audience a little bit of a rundown of, so you were crushing it, you came to Austin, and you've made some new products. Uh, so for those that don't know, you can either get them online or they're in Whole Foods, H-E-B, and a bunch of other stores. Just go to their website. You can see it all there. But I kind of want to steer clear away from that and more so like what is firing you guys up right now and how can people support you in whatever you're, whatever you're doing right now? So we have been blessed to kind of take all of this research and all of the experience that we've gained over the last seven years and figure out that there's a lifestyle to this food. There's a lifestyle with it. So the fiber from the seeds is incredible. The protein is amazing. The fats are awesome. But then when you couple that with a gallon of water every day and intermittent fasting every day and staying away from foods that can cause fungus and mold in your body like yeast and other grains, we've created a lifestyle program. And so Superseed Life also has a nutrition and health coaching that Daniel is walking people through. And yesterday I launched my system called Supersede Your Soul. And I'm taking women through planting seeds of faith, mindset, relationships and marriage, optimizing your life and having peace and happiness. And so we have been so thankful to have a product that we've been able to reach people through. And we feel like that was a, a platform or a vessel that was given to us to get people's attention. But now we also want to work with the heart and the lifestyle and the daily routines because people can eat our food and be healthier. But if it's not a lifestyle, then it may just be kind of a momentary healthier, or it may be, you know, a day that you receive enough nutrition, but not every day. And so we want to work on the every day and we want to work on the planting seeds mm -hmm. in your life that are going to make you bloom. So how does somebody sign up for this supersede your soul? Where Super, they find that at. Yeah. So everything's going to be available on Teachable, teachable.com. You'll find the Supersede Lifestyle Nutrition and Weight Loss course. And Daniel walks you through that one. And for Supersede Your Soul right now, I'm starting with group coaching. And I'm taking 30 women. And we're meeting at two times, once a week, every Thursday for six weeks. And I'm going to teach on a topic every week. And then we'll have a Q&A and a private Facebook group. But you can just email me. It's just lindsay at superseedlife.com. Awesome. And this is where the consultant in me comes out is what type of women would be best for your group? So probably boss ladies, women who want to level up, women who know that they were created for more, but feel a little bit stuck or a little bit lonely, isolated, don't really know what they're missing, but know that they're not fully bloomed and living the life that they were created to live. So women who want to go that next step. I love it. They couldn't have a better person teaching them and showing them the light. Now let's go into Daniel. What is it that you are up to that's firing you up and how can people Same thing. You? I mean, I feel like it's it's sharing, you know, the, the, the lessons that we've learned over this last seven years. Cause I mean, keep in mind, I had been a 
personal trainer and life coach since way back in the day. And so we were doing these, these things in conjunction with each other. And so it was creating the right food, but also the lifestyle. And so for me as well, it's about sharing the lessons and the seven steps that we feel like are critical to help you get there. And they're simple. It's, it's not really rocket science, but it's about applying them on a daily basis and making sure that you stay in your zone and your zone of genius. And it's about helping people get there and just sharing the, the, the good news about how when you eat this way, when you live this way, you can have everything that you want in your heart. And, you know, we get in our own way by what we don't do and by what we do that is not good for us. And if you eliminate the minutia and you stay focused just on what you should be doing, everything falls in line. And I feel like it's such a simple plug and play process. And again, I mean, that's just our passion to share that with people. You know, now that we've got Superseed out there, okay, now add in the lifestyle component with Superseed and you're golden, baby. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? You can be that guy. You know, the dad bot, a lot of my clients are like, hey, I don't remember the dad bot. I have no energy. I'm not optimized, blah, blah, blah. And then they get on a simple program and it's like, wow, everything changes. And that's what's fun about it for me is it's not difficult. It's so, you're just so close. Most people are so close and they don't even know it. And they live a life of quiet desperation. Whereas just modifying a couple things, they all of a sudden flourish and they blossom and they bloom and they become this electrified person that inspires their spouses, right? I talked earlier about respect and the fact that I respect Lindsay. I see what she does on a daily basis. Out of the corner of my eye, I see her doing exercise. I see her fasting. I see her drinking their water. I see her staying on a schedule. And I'm like, hell yeah, mama. Mm -hmm. You know, and it makes me want to do more myself. And so I feel like when moms and dads can, you know, do that for each other, then everybody wins. The family wins. You know, little Johnny looks at his dad and is like, my dad's ripped. You know, <laughs> my dad's strong. My dad's Yeah, they hero. learn the core values that they should be, right. should be learning at a young age. And that's, I think that's something that's hugely missing in our world. And I'm, a, I'm obsessed with education. And it's just yeah. something that should be brought to the children. And that's the coolest thing is we haven't talked about it a lot, but they have three beautiful boys that mm -hmm. get to see how much Daniel and Lindsay care about mental, physical, and spiritual health. Mm -hmm. And I want to bring that to the entirety of the world. So not just yeah. your three sons, but everybody else. So that's something, it's total sidebar conversation, but it's inspiring to me to just see you guys living that life. And that's the best way. Uh, Kobe Bryant unfortunately passed away. And one of the quotes that he said that hit home with the most for me was when someone asked him like, what is your advice on leading? And he said, serve, don't mm. lead. Yeah. And that's where I can see you guys doing that constantly day in, day out on Instagram, on your website and everywhere else. And that inspires me to then do it. And then I guess that inspires my community to do it. Love and it. that's where, unfortunately we have to end because I'd wish I could talk to you guys for the <laughs> rest of the day. But yeah. I know I don't want to get in the, in the bad graces of, of grandpa. <laughs> um, I want to say on his good side. So we're going to wrap this up again. I appreciate you guys so much for coming in here today and speaking. It's been amazing. Where can our audience find you at? So Lindsay on Instagram, what, where can they find you? Personally, Lindsay underscore Crouch and Lindsay spelled with an E. And uh, business is Superseed underscore life. And Daniel is the Daniel Crouch. I'll speak for him. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't My think angel. he minds. Not at all. Is there any parting words that you guys have? CJ, thank you. Thank you for uh, creating the space that you create for people in the city to share their story, to help people um, who wouldn't necessarily have access to knowing them if it weren't for you. So thank you for creating actually a physical location for people to come be and do this and plethora of other type of beautiful work here. We honor and respect your focus of mind, body, spirit, and what you're trying to do in this world. And we just honor you for creating the space mm -hmm. for us and 
We just love you. And hey. thank you for loving on our boys like you do. He showed up to their birthday party last weekend at the park, you guys. just uh, I'm a big friends. kid at heart. So if you all know, I always say I'm never growing up. Uh, I Good. live it and I, I, I show that. So it's, it's an honor. childhood enthusiasm is what makes you so great. It's truly, it's a heartfelt passion to do the right things at the right time. And, and I, I want to you know, um, follow what Lindsay said too. Thank you. I mean, you've been such a pivotal business mentor in my life and helping us because we, we just knew we wanted to create amazing food. We didn't know anything about business and we've learned as we've grown, but you've been great in helping us to stay focused on the right things in your library here of books <laughs> and what's running through your mind. I mean, just constantly feeding and you have no idea how much your encouragement, although you might think it's small, really does have a huge impact on people and it inspires the people out there in the trenches to do more and get more of their day. And you just have been a huge blessing in our lives, man. And so anybody looking to, you know, I hate to use the word level up because I've heard it said like five times during this conversation, but Nothing truly wrong with that. level yeah. up. Um, you know, CJ is great. He's just got such a heart for helping people and he's got such a vast knowledge in his mind about how to actually make it happen. And I'm telling you what, it is a wise move to, you know, get in with this man and to be around him because it's totally taken us to the next level. Oh man, I appreciate that. And that was completely off the cuff from you guys. So well, it means a lot more, heart. but what I want, that seat that you're sitting on right now, it wouldn't exist if it wasn't for you guys. So for those yeah. that don't know, when I first met Daniel and Lindsay, they're, literally, uh, so you have a personal trainer and a chef and they're running a manufacturing plant. And then that inspired the hell out of me. I remember coming home and telling my wife, like, I cannot wait to make enough money so I can write your check to quit your corporate job because I want to work with you every single day. And it just, it hit home. And that's what going into 2020, seeing you guys do that and manage three kids. I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. Yep. I don't know how I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm just going to have to <laughs> yeah. level up and yes. figure it out. So this is us leveling up again. I appreciate you guys for coming on and speaking on the on the podcast and checking out the new space. For those of you that are listening, again, you can find Daniel and Lindsay at superseed underscore life on their Instagram or Lindsay underscore Crouch and then the Daniel Crouch. I highly recommend you reach out to them, not only for their products, but for the human beings that they are. And I appreciate you listening. Until next time, this is a Thrive On Life podcast with CJ Finley. Thrive on.